You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network. Podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Hello and welcome to War Horses, the only college equestrian podcast that gives you live updates from these equestrian meets. I'm your host, Auburn Elvis. Let's talk about some equestrian. Well, it was a beautiful, if a bit windy day on the plains, as Auburn hosted a meet for the first time in the 2020-2021 season. Uh, There were some definite changes in how the meet would be held compared to past years. Bleacher seating was marked off with uh, space for social distancing, no kids activity area, and there was a temporary barricade set up where the athletes and the staff were on one side and fans were uh, confined to the other. But all things considered, it was a pretty good setup. Uh, It still felt like a relaxed garden party type atmosphere, even with these tighter COVID-19 restrictions. Hopefully, those other SEC schools will take note of how Auburn was able to allow general admission in, and they will do likewise. So here's how the meet went. The first event was equitation over fences. Now, Auburn has the best fences starters in the country, so just about any matchup was going to look good for us. Uh, Caroline Dance is the Aggies' best fences rider, and she was matched against Megan Napick, so that looked to be a close one. A&M also has a pair of other riders who did well over at Georgia, uh, Ortiz, and Lovingfloss, but they were matched against Ava Stearns and Taylor St. Jacques, so those matchups look to favor Auburn. Now, uh, this is the point in the podcast where I feel I need to stop and handle some basic math in case there are any Alabama fans listening. So let's do us a simple word problem. Now imagine that there is a table with five apples laid out on it. And then say someone named Greg comes along and he takes away five apples. So how many apples does that leave on the table? Zero. The answer is zero. Coincidentally, that is how many fences points that A&M scored on Friday. Taylor St. Jacques won her point against Loving Floss. Emma Kurtz, again, out there stealing lunch money, won her point against Gracie Boston, or Baston, and she actually took home the MOP honors with her ride. Ava Stearns won her point against Alex Ortiz. Megan Napick defeated Caroline Dance. And Michaela Langmire beat Haley Redifer. She actually beat her pretty badly, so Michaela takes no prisoners. As Equitation Over Fence had kicked off, we also had horsemanship that was beginning at the same time. Now, A&M did not look as strong as expected versus Georgia the previous day in this event, so there was a good chance that their woes would continue against us, and they pretty much did. Olivia Tardoff, Deanna Green, and Taylor Searles all won their points. Uh, Recent graduate Taylor Searles also took home the MOP in this event with her ride. Now, Texas A&M did get two points here, though. Uh, Haley Riddle is their second-best horsemanship rider, and she defeated Auburn freshman Jacqueline Fremont. 
And Aggie rider Ella Petak defeated Auburn's Maddie Spack in a very close matchup. So, at the halftime break, Auburn was up a commanding 8-2. to two. The crowd was pretty happy about it. I was pretty happy about it. Uh, this was really the kind of half that we had been waiting for from this Auburn team. Just a really dominant performance and good rides all across the board for Auburn. Uh, the weather was great, uh, but because of Hurricane Zeta, the storms that had moved through the day before, they had to move the equitation on the flat uh, from its typical ring up into the fences ring. It's it's on a higher elevation, and it's a little bit easier to drain, and it's less prone for to wet conditions. So it was going to take a while for the fences ring to be cleared out and get set up for the flat. And while that was going on, uh, we had our final Western event, raining, get started. Now, A&M and Auburn both did real well in reigning against Georgia. So, a lot of the matchups here could have gone either way. Taylor Searles edged out A&M's Marissa Harrell for an Auburn point. Terry June Granger barely edged out Ariana Gray for the Auburn point. Uh, Terry June's ride actually got held up uh, for a real long time under review. I think they were consulting a second judge just to make sure that the horse uh, rotated a certain amount on the spin or something. But in the end, she did take that point. Uh, Auburn freshman Isabella Tessimer barely took her point against Emmy Luce Marsh. And Auburn sophomore Boo Kammerer had the MOP ride and took her, her point against Lisa Bricker. And then we have poor uh, Deanna Green. Now, uh, she lost her point, but let me tell you, it was the horse's fault. And I am 100% not kidding here. The ride was going fine, and when it got to the part where she had to spin the horse around, it just stopped. Like, we'll do a dramatic interpretation of what was going on right there. All right, so I'm actually going to do this, uh, and I'm going to play both parts. Uh, I will be both Deanna Green, and I will also be the horse. So here is what happened. Oh, and stop. Done. Woo! That was fun, y'all. Um, all right, let's spin. Uh, I'm sorry? To the left. Let's go. Spin. Oh, okay. Backing up. Beep, beep, beep. No, no, no. Stop. Spin to the left. Yes. What? Spin to the left. Now. Oh, what did I do? You were backing up, but I need you to spin to the left. Oh, okay. All right. Well, there you go. Here you go. See how easy life is? And scene. (laughs) <laughs> That's what you get with this podcast. You get radio drama. Um, so yeah, with that horse not cooperating, there was a chance that Deanna was going to get a re-ride on a different horse uh, because when the A&M rider, Shelby Rain, she did her ride, the horse did the same dang thing. Um, but these were the last rides of the event and it was getting really close. The, the day was pretty much over. Auburn had won the meet about 30 minutes ago. So everybody was just kind of like, hey, you know what, let's just move on. So uh, they just said, all right, Shelby, you're going to win your point. And she had a very low 52.5 because, you know, the horse screwed up for her, too. Um, but it was enough to, you know, keep them from getting swept in the reigning event. Auburn won that one four to one. Now, over on the jumping seat side, uh, it was, you know, going on at the same time. Uh, Auburn was getting challenged by the Aggies on the flat. They've got some good flat riders just like we do. Not quite as good as us, though, but but still good. Uh, Michaela Langmire started off the event, and then her horse did something weird. 
so she got awarded a re-ride. So she got bumped down to the very end where she would re-ride her horse after everybody else had done theirs. Uh, then Emma Kurtz took her point against Mally Selman. Ava Stearns lost her point to Caroline Dance. Megan Napick lost her point uh, to uh, Ryan Murphy. Murphy actually had the MOP ride here, so, you know, there you go. Uh, then Taylor St. Jacques defeated Caitlin Lovingfloss, and Michaela Langmire then got to do her re-ride and won her point against Nicole Leonard. So Auburn took three points here and ended up finishing the meet with a very convincing 15-5 to victory. So here's what horsemanship rider Taylor Searles had to say about this big win. And remember, she won the MOP over in horsemanship. Um, it feels really good to finish the fall and beat, and this team has worked so hard, and uh, we had a really close meet last week, so just knowing that that just motivated us to push harder and uh, just come out at home, and this is the first meet at home, so like to know that we can defend our ground is really, really exciting, and um, everyone worked really hard, whether they were riding or cheering, it just, everyone was there, and it, it's good to know that the team had our back. So yeah, winning big at home was something that Auburn was really hoping to do Friday, As Taylor mentioned, the performance at Georgia was close, closer than what we wanted. So it was nice to see what this team is capable of and when, you know, everybody is out there riding well. Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick timeout from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C network booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C network to join the E2C network booster club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. So with Auburn's three fall meets now done, let's look at how we are doing compared to last year's performance. Now, in last season, Auburn's uh, uh, typical starting lineup averaged around 13 points per meet in SEC play. Now, from that lineup, we lost two seniors, Anna Claire Smith and Kara Kaufman, plus we had a freshman rider, uh, Kayla Shellnut, who has transferred out of Auburn. So, um, altogether, they were worth about a point, maybe a little bit more uh, on average, and that we were going to have to make up this year. Well, this fall, Auburn is averaging exactly 13 points per meet in SEC play, uh, same as last year. So, uh, here's how Auburn's doing it. Basically, they are making up that uh, missing point or so uh, with 
one, contribution from a pair of freshman riders who are starting and uh, getting their points every so often. And then we are also getting some of these older riders who don't have as much starting experience. Um, They're coming in and they're getting their points some of the time as well. So altogether, that sort of group effort amongst them uh, is giving us that that point back that we were missing. So basically, Auburn is, is right now performing as well as they did last year. And remember, they were undefeated last year. So things are looking good for the Tigers. And now let's look around the sport. So I have mentioned that Texas A&M rode against Georgia the day before they came to our place. So let's talk about that meet because it was kind of interesting. Um, it was a very close meet. I uh, picked Texas A&M to uh, win that meet. I knew it was going to be close. So they went over, it was at Georgia, in Bishop, Georgia, and I thought it was going to be tough, but I really thought A&M was going to win. When those lineups came out, uh, I saw some red flags that made me think, "Uh uh-oh, maybe I'm a little bit wrong on this. Uh, Georgia might take the day here. Uh, Texas A&M's best horsemanship rider, Alex Albright, she did not ride for the Aggies. Now, I don't know exactly why she was not there. She did not make the trip over, uh, so she didn't ride against Auburn either. Um, but without her, they were going to be hard-pressed to get the, you know, one or two, uh, more than one or two points in horsemanship. And, uh, also, if you remember, Georgia did a little bit better than expected against Auburn, so... When you look at that lineup, it it kind of seemed to favor Georgia. So, and sure enough, Georgia came out strong uh, on fences. They won that three to two. One of the Aggie riders actually got a forty, which I'm pretty sure that means she knocked down a fence on her ride. So, uh, losing that point was bad, but it also means that you know if your meet ends in an overall tie, then you're probably not going to have enough raw score points to to win in a tiebreaker. So. That's kind of rough, but you know they kept on going, so they were still they were still in it at this point. So up next was horsemanship, and sure enough, you could see the effects of missing Albright was going to have on A and M's horsemanship scores. Uh, they ended up losing the event one to four. Albright uh, typically averages about eighty eight percent of her ride. She ends up winning that point, so there was a decent chance that not only would she have won her point against Georgia. But just her being there might have reshuffled the matchups into something more favorable for A&M. So at the end of the half, Georgia was leading 7-3, to three, but you got to figure if Albright had been there, it might have only been a 6-4 to four lead or maybe even a 5-5 to five if it would have reshuffled some of those uh, riders to where they would have had a more favorable head-to-head matchup. But as things stand, it was 7-3. to three. Now next up was equitation on the flat, and here's where A&M started to make their comeback. A&M won the event 3-1, to one. there was a tie, and uh, they ended up uh, setting up the score going into reigning at 8-6. to six. So they had 6, Georgia had 8. What Georgia really needed uh, to win was really only 2 points in reigning. Uh, if they got 2 points, then that was it, the day was over. If they only got 1, they could still win. If there was a tie, then uh, they would probably win that head-to-head because of the low score up in uh, fences that I talked about earlier. Well, the Bulldogs, uh, they ended up putting every, all the intrigue to bed when they won the first two points in the event, and they won the day. But then the Aggies went on to win those three final points, making the final score 10-9 to in favor of Georgia. So that kind of shows that if that one girl had been there in horsemanship, instead of a 10 to 9 victory for Georgia it might have been a 10 to 9 victory for A&M so ugh that's a tough one for for A&M to kind of swallow there now let's look at the rankings with uh, every team now having ridden in a meet uh this is now time for us to go back and look at the rankings and 
with Georgia's home victory against A&M, that kind of indicates that maybe the initial ranking that I had for them is a little too low. If you remember, I had them in the preseason at number four, and I've kept them there until this week. Well, I am going to move them up. Uh, up, But before we get to that, let's talk about who's number one in the rankings. At number one is, of course, Auburn. Auburn is 3-0 and and is the only undefeated team in competition this fall, so of course they remain at number one. Rocketing on up the charts, we have the Georgia Bulldogs at number two. Uh, they played Auburn very close at home last week, and then they just defeated uh, the, our previous number two team. So Georgia moves up to number two. At number three, we have the Texas A&M Aggies. I'm not going to drop the Aggies more than just one spot for that road loss to Georgia. Some of y'all might think that they deserve to fall a bit more, but I'm going to wait and see how they do in their upcoming meet before I consider anything more drastic. At number four, we have the South Carolina Gamecocks. South Carolina didn't do very well against Auburn at home. We haven't seen them in any other meet, so I'm just going to drop them one spot, put them at the number four spot, and we'll see how it goes. So, those are the official Auburn Elvis rankings. As you remember, I don't rank anybody beyond number four uh, right now because those are the only teams in competition, and I don't think it's fair to rank teams that aren't even playing higher than teams that are. So, for right now, there are only four teams getting ranked. Once we get into the spring season, I'll probably add in some other teams, but for right now, it's just your four teams, and those are all SEC teams. Now, for anybody who's wondering who is truly better between the Gamecocks and the Aggies, they are going to settle that question this coming Thursday. South Carolina travels all the way over to College Station, and these two teams will square off at uh, 10 a.m. Central, 11 Eastern. So, if you'd like, follow those uh, on each team's official social media accounts. Uh, This Thursday, I'll also be keeping an eye on it, um, and I'll probably even record a quick uh, podcast update afterwards just to keep everybody informed about the high-stakes world of College Equestrian. (sighs) So, that is our show for today. Auburn has finished its fall season undefeated yet again, and we will wait to resume competition near the end of January in the spring. Uh, Like I said, I will be checking back with you once or twice before then just to update you on how the other teams are doing and to also let you know once Auburn's spring schedule is announced. Uh, Before we go, I would like to also thank Auburn Equestrian for providing us that Taylor Searles interview that we played earlier. Well, I am your host, Auburn Elvis. Uh, Thank you very much for listening. War Eagle and War Horses. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you? Do you?